Ask the Podcast Coach for August 1st, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. That means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there, kicking it in Nebraska like nobody else can. Look at look at that. The, what is on your shirt? The story behind trivia. Story behind. There yeah. you go. Awesome. Yeah. That is the, the soothing sounds of one Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good. We made it through July. Another month has come. We're still, seems like we're still making it through. So the yeah. good news is, is we have a coffee pour. We do have so a coffee one, pour. One, Again, oh, do we have? Did did it's oh, are we good for? Yeah, I didn't even ask you. Yeah, good we're, for August. We're good. Yeah. All right, that's good. Good, good that we're working out business <laughs> yeah. during the live show. Yeah. But uh, yes, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, I actually have. So I saw this in Facebook. Uh, a guy named Dave Olander said, "Hey, maybe someone has experience. I'm working on a free digital product to use as a lead generator for my email list. Does anyone know of a good free route to make it stand out?" And not be a blank PDF with words on it. Well, it's not free, but if you want to look good, podcastbranding.co is a great place to go to get lead magnets as well as album artwork, as well as your website. Anything you want to look pretty and professional on. Mark is the man. He's got 13 years in uh, graphic artist tree. Is that a word? Graphic artistry. And yeah, it is now. It is now. Yeah. And uh, he's also a podcaster, which makes it great. And you're looking at a guy who's going to do one-on-one to work with you. It's not He's not going to go grab a template off of something and blah, blah, blah. So if you want to look great, if you're looking for some great artwork, a great website, go check out Mark at podcastbranding.co and tell him that uh, you heard about him on the Ask the Podcast Coach. And I wanted to talk a little bit today. Shane had asked in a uh, another group about podcast media kits. And one of his things was, I wish there was a way to somehow get all the the stats in one place. And so one of the things, and I'm, I'm going to do a fair amount of share screening here, but I'm going to do my best here to always explain what I'm doing so that those of you that are watching on or listening uh, are, are not lost because you're not watching. So I'm just going to Google and I'm going to type in, Edison Research. In fact, you can see I just did this. Infinite Dial 2020. And what's great is you can go, it's right there on edisonresearch.com. And they actually have a PDF of this, which I will throw in the chat room. So I'm going to copy that link and throw it over in the chat room. And this has all the, this is a great way to show the power of podcasting. This is where you can, and it's a PDF. You don't have to even sign up with an email list. And this is where you can see that, you know, how it's gone up every single year. So here uh, that's on smartphones, but that kind of ties in with podcasting and such. And it's a great way just to say, look, I think it's 60, 70 million people uh, a month listen to podcasts. And this goes into radios versus podcasting and things of that nature. But if you want to show somebody how podcasting is still growing and if you get in now, you're on the right track because podcasting has gone up every year and how in, in some cases how Facebook is going down, which is kind of interesting. It's a great study and I'm running out of things to say as I'm scrolling as fast as I can to get to the podcast <laughs> part, but it's a great, it is a great report for that. And they also have 
uh, different ones for you. Here's one for monthly audio, but that also includes satellite radio. But this is one of the reports where it actually shows that podcasting is now more popular than satellite radio. Hold on, stop for a second. Yeah, there's. I, I think you got you got an interesting. Go back up uh, to right, right there. Audio brands listened to in the last month. Yeah, the one right below it. Yeah, you, you get. I mean, I think a lot of times podcasters are asking the question, "Where do I aim my? What do I aim at? Yeah. Like, do I need to be on Spotify? Do I need to worry about this, this or that?" And I and this slide here, of course, what we're looking at. So it's audio brands listened to in the last month, 2018, 2019, 2020 listed out. And of course, well, of course, Spotify is on top. Oh, except they're not. Like yeah. this is this is one of those things that's kind of interesting that Pandora. Now I know they're talking about audio here. Right. But ears, there's I, I think, and I think this report says this, there's more folks listening to audio than listening to podcasts. So when we think of audio, we think of like music, right? right. That's on there. And so Pandora is still a big player in this space and it needs to be paid attention to. So Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music coming in at four. Isn't that kind of interesting, Dave? Yeah. That the guys who kicked it off are four. And then five, huge surprise, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Really? Like people are really listening to that app? They're really listening to music on that app? I kind of thought it was a joke. Well, you know why? I don't listen to the radio much. But every time I do, I hear, and if I'm on whatever channel, I either hear an ad for iHeartRadio, the number one place for podcasts, and that's what they say, as well as all your favorite music and the number one place for podcasts. And if I there's a sports station I listen to, take the fan with you on uh, radio.com's <laughs> app. It's the only way that you can listen anywhere you are. And, I mean, every time I listen to the radio, one of those commercials comes on, and I'm like, man, they are pimping the app yeah. big time. So maybe that's part of it. Well, this report does show Pandora is losing market share and Spotify is gaining market yeah. share in the audio space. So they're now even they're technically even right now in this yeah. in this report. And so I it wouldn't surprise me if next year if Spotify becomes number one. I yeah. thought they were already number one. Yeah. Just to be honest. James you know? Cridlin just had a thing where Spotify had a I don't know if it's yearly, quarterly like, hey, here's where we are kind of thing. And they explained how uh, podcast listenership is just through the roof over there. And they said yeah. it's all about their one of their strategies is exclusivity. But they also said we're an open platform. And they've got they did say they want to focus on the user experience. And they just did roll out. I, I have yet to look at it. But Spotify now is using HTML in their show notes because their show notes were just horrible. And from what I understand, they've they've started to kind of get that. Um, well, and Amazon's making a move there. As you, as you go, go keep going to find yeah. podcast stuff. But in that report, Amazon Music has made, I think, probably the biggest percentage jump in in this report. And so, another area yeah. I just think is is as podcasters, we kind of need to think about okay, where where are people listening? Yeah, but this is the slide I love. In 2020, 28% of people were listening to podcasts, 24% were listening to satellite radio in the car. And it's like, oops, guess what? We just we just kind of jumped over you there in the car. AMFM uh, is is sliding Huge. back, but yeah. slowly. Yeah. Like slowly. Still 81 on that. So yeah. you it went from an 82 to an 81. So it's man, AMFM is holding. I thought that thing would just plummet Mm -mm. and it just doesn't. 
Yeah, so here you can see an estimated 212 million people uh, listen to, to podcasts in 2020. I believe that is... That's from, up from that, 70. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 75 so, now, 75 million. Is that what they're, what's the 75 mean percentage uh, market percentage. share? Percentage of people who've listened. Yeah. Who have our US fami- population familiar with the, the term. They've familiar, heard the phrase. Okay. And then I think the next one is, yeah, people actually listening. 155 million have ever listened to a podcast. And then okay. you get down to here. How many people listen to a month? And it's weird. Cause you kind of go, ah, it's only 37%. It's 104 million people. So, this is yeah, where up, you up from 32, right? Yeah. Up from 32 in 2019. Yeah. And then this is the joy of data. All right. You can sit there and say it in 2020 podcasting saw the biggest surge in listenership in the last 12 years because nowhere else have we jumped 5%. So there's all sorts of ways you can right spin the numbers and choose your data. Yeah. So 2019 and 2020 have been good years. Let's just, let's be clear, right? Just to yeah. go from 26% to 32% is a big jump. And then 32% to 37% yeah. is a big jump. And, and of course, each of those has corresponding, I mean, these are now millions in numbers. And so 1920 has been, has been good years. Yeah. So, so this would be a good place to get a, Hey, here's how powerful our podcast is. Uh, podcasting is. Then I went into Spotify uh, and this is at podcasters.spotify.com. And we're looking at the School of Podcasting, which does horrible on Spotify. And uh, you can see where it, apparently I put it on in July. But if I go, let me go to a different, if we go to. This is this show or this is School of Podcasting? No, it turns school out. Now, I'm glad I did this because it turns out, ask the podcast coach, not on Spotify. Dave never added that. And I was like, well, that's oh, that's good to know. Go. There you go. But you can see I'm getting four. 11, maybe. So I'm, I'm getting maybe double digits on the school of podcasting. But then this audience tab is kind of handy because what's cool is I can see that overall 72% male, 22% female, 6%. Not going to tell you. And then if you're like, if you put your <laughs> mouse over here, that it's an age kind of graph here and it breaks it down. I can see, oh, that means for 28 to 34 year olds, it's 80% male, 15% female. And I was like looking at this going, oh, and I also see that my audience listens to Taylor Swift, Kanye West, Sean Menendez, and Jack Johnson, but yet it's male. And I was like, really? There's no Metallica? No, you know. No, I, apparently, apparently you're on Spotify, you skew down. You skew your yeah. audience age skews down. Way down. So you're probably, you're probably talking younger. These are probably 20 something podcasters that have come across you on Spotify and are listening to you. Yeah. I would imagine that's now this, that's probably the case. This next thing I'm going to do, I've never done. And that was like, I was sitting there going, oh, come on, Spotify. There's got to be a way to download this as a CSV. And at the very top, right next to this all time button in the upper right hand corner, download as a CSV. Oh, nice. And I was like, awesome. And so we don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to get. I'm hoping it's this breakdown. This is really the part I wanted. So if I open that up and our good friend, you're going to get the raw numbers. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to get the raw numbers by date. But I, by, yeah, it's all the streaming numbers. Ah, Too too small for me to see. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's the download numbers. I don't think it's anything. Nope. It's only one tab. So nothing, all the demographic data, which is what I wanted is what I was hoping I could download. And no, so you're going to have to basically retype that stuff. If you go into Podcast Connect, our good friends at Apple, podcasts with an S, podcastconnect.apple.com, 
this is where you can go in and see you have to go into the podcast analytics section of that and then here's where you could say things like 84% of the people that listen to the school of podcasting are subscribed and then you can go down and these numbers are always yeah so i get 73 83 71 what are you reading that is what percentage of so at, at my last episode your favorite podcast episode of your podcast and why people listen to 73% of that. Mm, there you go. And so yep. where is and the, how does that compare to other, other weeks, other weeks were 73, 83 for podcast, best practices, the ripple effect of podcasting, 75% pod. So paid, probably, those are probably pretty solid numbers. Dave, yeah, in, I, I would imagine in, in YouTube land, 50% is like, wow. Oh, that's amazing. So I was like, okay, but I don't think there's no demographic data. Cause again, Apple is all about privacy. So then there's our good friend Stitcher. So here, I believe if I go into episode stats, not as cool as Apple. Oh, they've changed these since the last time I was in here. Huh. If I click on this, so I had 11 listens of that last episode. Doesn't, okay, average completion rate, 64%. So it's a little lower on Spreaker. The other Apple was 73%. Here we're at 64. The average listening time was 32 minutes. So that's good to know if you are doing ads because you better get your ad in before the 32-minute mark or they're not going to make it. So, And I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, this shows me that for some reason a lot of people were skipping. That's interesting. I bet that's where my ad is. It doesn't show me exactly where this is. Or no, those are dates. I take that back. I thought that was time. But that's another area where you can get some insights. Obviously, if you go into Libsyn or whoever your media host is, you can go in. And now now here we actually want to take this back. Let's go back to Ask the Podcast Coach since that's this show. But this was where you can get into your numbers. And this is where what you don't want to do is inflate your numbers. Because I could, if I wanted to, go in here and say, hey, Ask the Podcast Coach. We are getting somewhere between 9,000 and let's go this back to the first of the year. This will be interesting to see, actually, see how COVID. Wow, actually, it looks like we went up. So we had 4,000 downloads in January. We went up to 10,000 downloads in May, and then last month was 6,000. So it's an interesting curve. But the problem is with I, I don't quote monthly stats because – as you can see, they're all over the place. And this is what I tell people. It's, you know, all it takes is one person to find your show and download your entire back catalog. And all of a sudden, you've got an extra 400 downloads that mm-hmm. week. So I like to go over to episodes. And then you can see where my top rated one was from February 20th, 2015. Uh, our latest, latest episodes are anywhere from, let's go back a month, go back to June. So anywhere between four and six hundred. Yeah, those are good numbers. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll take that. This is on. This is on. Ask the podcast coach. No, it's on Lipson. This is on Lipson. Yeah. yeah. And if I wanted to, I could go in and really like let's let's go in here to last week's episode, which was released on the twenty fifth, and I can come in here and say, look, show me July twenty fifth through today. And in a week, we had 496 downloads. 
some people look at that as those are probably subscribers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Depend- yeah. I'd be, it'd be a good, I think that'd be a good, I, I like three days. Yeah. I kind of like the three days on the subscriber because that really, th- those are what we call most actively engaged at right. Gallup, right? It, yeah. You know, yeah, you could take it out to seven and that probably pulls in some of those that are engaged. Right. And then you're, you're probably seven to 14 is neutral. Like they're, they're not, they're there, right. but they're not. And then you, you have some on the backside that drops off. So that's good. So you'd say, oh, we'd have about 400 subscribers or so. Yeah. If, if I look at one from May when we had that, for whatever reason, spike, this episode was released on the second. So if I go here and say, hey, May 2nd to going on in May around the world. Yeah. June 2nd, <laughs> you know, yeah, we had 509, no, 649 in the, yeah. well, that's for the month. That's not the week. But if I go back and say, hey, let's go May 2nd to May 9th, 525 up from yeah. whatever we had before. So then that's, I always say, just pick a number, whatever it is, seven days, 15 days, 30 days, whatever. Right. And you can run that and then compare it to your other ones. And that's how you compare if you're growing up. But these are, this way I could look at this, like you said, I could say we get somewhere between four and 600 downloads an episode yeah. within yeah. the first 30 days. And you could put that into a media kit. But the other thing, Glenn, the geek is, is such a, a Glenn, the geek, a, a genius. And I got to be careful because he shared this in the school of podcasting group and kind of said, eh, let's keep this on the download. But he did ask one question that I was like, Oh, that's brilliant. He asked, have you bought anything? Have you bought anything from any of the sponsors at the horse radio network in the last year? And the number was very impressive. And I thought it was great because number one, he said in the last year, not the last month, not the last six weeks, in a year, have you bought anything? Because it's podcasting is a long tail. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, if the, whatever that number is, and again, his was very impressive. That's really the stat you want in your media kit. Mm-hmm. It's not, I've got X amount of downloads. Like the people that listen, buy stuff. And then he, he also then, because you think about it, you need, you're trying to explain to your, your potential sponsor, here is... Here is the power of my audience. And also, if you can, here's the lack of power of these other things that you might be thinking about sponsoring. So we also asked, have you bought any sponsors out of, let's say, a magazine? And the answer was not impressive. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's that's brilliant stuff. So the other thing you could do is go into Apple Podcasts. And if you have any good reviews, do a screenshot if you've. I'm not starting Apple Podcasts. I, I, I. Oh boy, words cannot express how I. I just every time I start that, it's just like my whole computer just goes and just dies. But if you wanted to make a screenshot of anything, if you are unfamiliar with it, here is my Desi, my Desi, yes, my messy desktop. So here is that, and if I wanted to make a screenshot of this dropler icon on my desktop all you have to do on a pc i'm not sure what to do on a mac but if i type in snip there is a snipping tool it's free and you just click on it and then all you have to do is kind of picture this in a box so i'm going to click in what would be the upper left hand corner of the dropler icon here and it turns this screen this weird kind of white thing and i'm just going to click in the upper left hand imaginary upper left hand corner and drag down and to the right until I get dropper in the middle of this little box. And when I let go of my mouse, presto, I now have a screenshot of that. So it's really easy to go in and take a screenshot of your stats or 
anything or uh, like I said, a review in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any other places where people are reviewing your show, that will show again that people are engaged. And that's where, uh, again, as much as ratings and reviews don't really help you get found, although people love to repeat that, and it's just not true, it does show engagement. So if you could say we've got 500, 137, however many you have, Command Shift Four on the on the keyboard on a Windows, beautiful. So those those are some things you can do to make a, a cheat sheet or a cheat sheet a uh, a media kit and uh, and get you going and and then uh, and then keep raising your price until they say no. That's it. That's it. I think that's the best advice somebody ever gave me was set set it. If you're not getting any business, lower it. If you have too much business, keep raising it. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's just. A, just a good idea. I interviewed uh, Joe Salcihai from uh, Stacking Benjamins for my book that is now apparently coming out next month. I actually saw the finished cover with all the blurbs and stuff, and I'm like, oh, now we're getting close. And uh, when I was interviewing him, he said, yeah, he goes, I, I just kept raising my prices until somebody said no, because if without doing that, you're always going to go to bed wondering, was I leaving money on the table? Yeah. And he goes, I've, I've figured it out that I wasn't. And he just got a, a book deal, speaking of books and all, uh, for, I'm not sure, he hasn't released the name of the book yet. He said, but it is funny, which, of course, if Joe, he's all about the funny. In fact, Stacking Benjamins is a really, it's an interesting podcast because Joe purposely said, he said, this is not your mom's financial thing. And the whole kind of running gag is we're not here to, uh, you're not supposed to learn anything from the show. It's just this whole like anti, almost like Letterman, if you think about it. Letterman, when in the early days of David Letterman, he was always almost making fun of the network. And that's what kind of Joe is. And I saw a thing on Facebook where he got a, a book deal. So that's cool. That, um, that snipping tool that you showed yes. is actually going through a transformation in Windows. So if you're on the next version, it's called Skip and Snip, uh, Snip and Sketch. There we go. Snip and Sketch. I love Say those that. guys. Exactly. Back in the '60s, they were on like Laugh In. This great yeah, comedy totally. duo. Yeah, I think a little cartoon Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> so that's that's moving a little more functionality in that. They're they're kind of blowing that out. So you you'll see that change. Windows users, you'll see that change here coming up. Let's see here, Jim. I'll let you pick. Finding co-host, confused radio guy, scared. We already did this one. Microsoft Edge with Jim. That was last week's. Oh, yeah. uh, lead magnet we already did. Or live audience. Dave, I will take Confused Radios guy for 400. All right. This was from Paul Mumford. This was out in some Facebook group. I forget which one. Can someone help me help me out here? I launched my first podcast about nine weeks ago. And with a long career in commercial radio behind me, I thought I knew how to do it. I intentionally decided not to listen to many others in my niche I did it the way I thought was best based on my experience. But here's the thing. I've now started listening to a whole bunch of podcasts in my niche, and they all seem to sound the same. It's like they all follow the same format. Quality differs, of course, from okay to unlistenable. He says, I've yet to find a really good one, but I'm not sure they're out there. But the ones I've heard are literally like podcasting by numbers. So I'm curious. Did you listen to other podcasts in your niche before starting out? Did you uh, base your own on someone else's or did you decide to approach it differently? Which approach do you think works best for you? So hence confused radio guy. Yeah, I, I'll just, while you're thinking, I'll yeah. just start the, I, I absolutely. So when I came out with home gadget geeks, which was home tech when it first came out 
450 episodes ago. It, I definitely based it on Leo Laporte's This Week in Tech. I mean, that was, think about it, 10 years ago, that was, it was a big deal, right? All the tech heads were out there podcasting. Most of the podcasts were tech-related. It was a very technology-heavy, and we had done a show called um, The Home Server Show, which I was trying, I wanted to do more tech beyond just the home server technology. But I absolutely based it on what Leo was doing. Now, I didn't copy it, but I kind of did and, and then made it my own. So over the years, of course, we've changed it. One of the things I did in the opening statement, I say news, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. That's kind of the tagline of Home Gadget Geeks. So it, when I don't have a guest and it's just the co-host and I, we cover news, <laughs> reviews, product updates, and conversation. We follow the... Because sometimes I move those around just kind of based on the material that I have. But in the show notes, I'm why not you not why not reuse that, right? So since then I have kind of I have morphed away from being that way with it. But on the surface, it's still the kind of I I I would listen to Windows Weekly every week still. Paul Throt, Mary Jo Foley, Leo Laporte. And it's just they it's topic after topic after topic. And that's kind of what we do. And so yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll admit I kinda I kinda copied. Has it been, has anybody called me out on it? No. I mean, it, it we, we've gathered our listeners, we, the ones that we're going to get. I still get new ones. I still get let, notes and emails from folks. So I think it's okay. Like, you don't want to blatantly just rip somebody off, but make it your own. That's, that's, that's been my experience. Yeah. That's, I, I, I think my shows are generally, like you said, podcasting by numbers, which is always introduce the show introduce what's on the episode and then this is where the creative part then get to the content and that could be however you want to get to the content and what the is it a lightning round is it an interview is it a so whatever just bring value and then the end is i would just recommend people have one call to action which is not something i do very well at all Mm. i i'm horrible at one nobody does yeah they have 15 catch me on spotify catch me on stitcher catch me on I heart subscribe to Patreon, go subscribe on YouTube, all those things. But I, uh, I always recommend people go out and try to find a podcast like theirs and do two things. Listen to the show. And so if I go listen to, I don't know, better podcasting by SP and uh, Steven, I can listen to that and go, okay, great. What did you like about it? I liked the questions at the end. Okay. What, what did you what would you not do on your show? I would not use the word uh, pod back because I think that's shoehorning the word pod into something that doesn't need it. And <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of their segment of how I save my podcast. Cause I, every time I listen to it, I'm like, isn't the answer I always just have a backup. I mean, it's like, mm. but mm. so I'm not going to do that. That, that didn't, but I like the Q and a part. And so right. then you go, okay, how can I do Q and a, because you're not really stealing that. Cause it's going to be different questions. Mm-hmm. Or it might be just listen to somebody else and go, ooh, that's cool. Because I think most good ideas don't come out of the bottle. It's not like, hey, let's see what this is. Wow, that's amazing. It's usually like, hey, let's try this. Oh, that's not bad. What if we did this, though? Ooh, wait, I know. What if we, ooh, what if we tried? And so, like, on the fifth, seventh iteration of an idea, you go, ooh, that would be really cool. And you you didn't open up the bottle and that came out. It was like, oh, what if we did, tried, we could do this yeah. and that, you know. So 
So I always recommend go. And the other thing you can do is a, when you do that, these might be people you network with later Two, You're also going to find out, wow, I thought there were 10 shows about podcasting. Turns out half of these have faded. They're not here anymore. So, and then uh, staying around is hard. Like I, I think, I think people don't realize the, the hardest part of podcasting it's just staying on it. It's just doing it every week or day or month or whatever you're doing. In if you can, every time I think about quitting like home gadget geeks and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll quit at 500. You know, it's coming up. Or, well, yeah. it's really next year, but I'm thinking maybe I'll quit at 500. And then you're I'm like, well, no, like what, how hard is this? I, I get a guest. I asked somebody, I, I needed a guest <laughs> for next week. I knew a guy. I sent him a note on it on messenger. Can can you can you do this with me in two weeks? Sure. Okay. Like that that works well for me and my audience, right? I have a group of hosts, a pool of other hosts I can pull from. But if you can outlive your competition uh, in a lot of cases and still be interesting, that doesn't just just because you're the only one out there doesn't mean everybody's going to listen. Yeah. Either, but there's there's something about longevity and stability that is very very good. People like that. Well. If you think about it, I mean, Larry King, I think half the reason Larry King is Larry King, the guy's been around forever. And over those years. Is he still around? Is, he, is Larry still I think on? Larry has a podcast now. But <laughs> but he is. But on the other hand, there, yeah. Poughkeepsie, you're on. <laughs> yeah. But also Larry, you either love Larry or you hate Larry. I, mm-hmm. I have, Every time I watch an interview, my favorite, if you want to have fun, go to YouTube and type in Jerry Seinfeld, Larry King, because Larry his whole thing is I don't do any research. I want to be just like the listener. I'm like, well, then there's a really good chance you're going to look stupid, Larry. And he did. He he asked Seinfeld if Seinfeld was fired or did he quit? And Seinfeld's like, really? You don't know? It's like, come on, it's the number one show on TV. Larry, what's wrong with you? It's, uh, uh, do a little, do a little research. Yeah, a little. Sorry. So um, we had a, a question. I don't know that I have an answer, but uh, Mathematica Humanista. Dave and Jim, are there any good books about the history of the language slash communication used in radio since its beginning? Sound clips from the past, sounds and sights on the internet with that. I don't. Kyle had a good answer right below it. Oh, there you go. If you click on it. Uh, The radio drama handbook, uh, which Kyle's into the whole radio drama thing. Richard, you you want to talk about something that takes a lot of time? Oof. uh, Richard Hannon, Mary Trainer, the radio drama handbook. Lots of history of radio drama for both America and Britain. Roy. So he says, I want to make an episode evaluating the old language and style, but I need some material to study. So there mm. you go. That's a place to start. Language is fun. I, I know old timey radio. One of the things, and I shouldn't say old timey because it's, I, that makes you think of the forties and the fifties here. And when they talked funny, you, you, I think you can do it that <laughs> way. <laughs> You've got the voice for that. It's a humding eye. Oh yeah. There he is. Look at those dames. Like, They're great. They didn't, they didn't talk that way no. normally. It's like, not like that guy. A, got, hey, honey, I'm home. All right. Hey, that coffee would be great. Yeah. But they, they, they did that for a fact, right? So I guess sometimes you think, did they really talk to each other that way? No, they didn't. It was just like, like, like the first guy, the program director said, he's like, all right, it's uh, sunny and warm. It's uh, Johnson's up to bat here. Count three and two. And somebody said, hey, can you do Johnson's up to bat? It's three and two. It's like, yeah, do know. that. I don't know. Who knows? Do it. Do it that way. Like it's it's more exciting. It's more riveting. But I do know if we think about the the heyday of, of radio advertising, I think when it was the most effective, which would be the 70s and 80s, I think they, they, they were really good at reminding people often. 
And now you would do that because you may only get you know people in cars and you got people for maybe seven minutes. And so they have to kind of constantly be reminding. But I, I do think there is that trick in a podcast. And we do this with things like this. And let's, we'll, we'll take a break to do this. But like mid-show, we have a mid-show coffee pour, right? So We do. We do. You play the sound effect, right? And, and I'll give you a time while I finish doing this. I'll give you time to pull up those those subscri- those awesome, awesome subscribers. But we have we have a cadence to what we do, right? And people, the listeners, begin to to really settle into that cadence. They know what's coming. They people love predictability. People love to know what they're going to get. And so, if you can, I think if you can be consistent without being boring, like. You don't want to drive it in, but it's the idea of traffic and weather on the nines, right? People know what's coming up. And, and so I think you have to have this wide variety with this amazing consistency. And that sounds like an oxymoron, but you have to be able to do both in your podcast. And so every mid-show, we bring up our awesome subscribers and we, we say, hey, thank, thank you for joining us here. And so folks listening know to expect, hey, in the mid-show, that's when I'm going to get that's what I'm going to get announced. That's right. You're going to get your your awesome supporters. And we're talking about, well, also, if you want some one-on-one consulting, you can be the teacher's pet. And this is all over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. But we always thank our $20 supporters, awesome people like Josh Liston over at tipsoftheslung.com. He's a new kind of spiritual leader and career coach. Kim Craggy over at toastmasters101.net. Carl White at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Greg at Debt Shepherd, where he teaches financial wellness. Find him at debtshepherd.com. Glenn the Geek, I mentioned him earlier. Hebert, uh, find him in all of his whatever 18 other shows over at Horse Radio Network. If you have a horse, you got to check that out. Shane, we mentioned him earlier at spybrary.com. And Ed Sullivan at uh, soniccupcake.com. He's an audio editor if you need help with that. And again, if you'd like, to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. It is deeply appreciated. It's one of those things where at first I didn't think COVID really did much for the school. I lost a few at the beginning and then did it. But there, there's, there's a little like I was doing uh, wrapping up July last month. And I'm like, hey, look, things are hopefully coming back up. But there was there was yeah. definitely a when I was like, so, I didn't see I didn't see any drop in Patreon in mine. Yeah, I, I, no, t- I don't have a ton. Yeah. So, but I didn't see, and okay, my, here's another, my audience is a bunch of information tech workers. Like I, I cater towards the, the technology system admin or that kind of audience. And they didn't, were not, they didn't lose their, many of them didn't lose their jobs, right? That's, we're in pretty good shape from a job perspective. So my audience probably isn't, they're working from home. They're still getting paid, right? They still have a job. And so maybe that's a good example of where my Patreon didn't move. In fact, it went up a little bit during the pandemic. We just had two, right? We had Josh and we had Ken, the AP professor. So that is now bringing it back up to kind of where it was. At one point, we're over this show. Yeah, for this this show. show. But in the school of podcasting didn't change a whole lot. But then all of a sudden, boy, at the end of July, everybody was like, hmm. And that's because from what I understand, some of the programs Un, yeah unemployment yeah. benefits yeah th- things started yeah. to drop and people are like mm, yeah so uh, if you've been thinking of being an awesome supporter now would be a great time to- <laughs> well for, uh, but first of all let's, yeah. let's just say this if you're if you're if you've been on un- unemployment and receiving yeah. here in the united states and receiving that after benefits and it's going away 
we don't know how this is going to play out. Yeah. We're sorry for that. And of course you don't have to support this show right. during those times. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't put uh ask the podcast coach on a credit card. That is a bad, <laughs> bad yeah, idea. Do not. We, we want you to be financially sound yeah. in doing this. So make sure you're making the right financial decisions. Yeah. Uh, here is another question from Facebook. Are there any podcast creators specializing or interested in entertainment, movie, TV, or comic book news here, wanting to connect and help each other grow. And I put this as finding a co-host, but I don't think that's what this person is actually looking for. But anytime I see these, are there any podcast creators specializing or interested in entertainment, movie, TV, or comic book news? You know what we should do, Jim? We could make a lot of money with this. If we could make like a search tool, that would search the entire internet. Man, that's brilliant, Dave. That would be cool, wouldn't it? How would how the whole internet, like everything yeah. on the internet, just, just have like little robots that go out and just constantly, constantly searching for new yeah, content, crawling, and, and then, oh, that would be. And then somebody could go like comic book news, <laughs> and then anything that was like with about Batman or Superman or whatever. Like they can have results show right up there in their, in the, I don't know. Do no, nah, you've gone too do you far. Think, do you you've, think that would work? You're asking for too much. You're asking, wait, couldn't, can't be done. It's too big. Can't be done. Can't just, 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 and well, imagine if you could just get on your computer and use it whenever you wanted. Oh, that'd be crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm going to the library. <laughs> Hey, that mine are finally back open. Yay. Here's another one. I labeled this scared. Let's see here. Hey, everyone. Over the past year, I've been toying with the idea of starting a podcast. However, I continually talk myself out of it. I say to myself, that's a great, great idea for a show, but you're going to run out of content. And, or you say, what if I say something unknowingly ignorant and then people cancel me? Or that show has already been done before. Etc. Etc. I'm also a bit intimidated by all that is involved with starting up, as I would be starting with minimal equipment, and I'm not quite sure where to begin. Anyway, my biggest hurdle are my self doubts. Did anyone else else experience anything similar when getting into podcasting? I appreciate any advice you may have, and I did not get the person's name on this, so my apologies for that. But that was in some Facebook group, and I was like, ah, I bet other people are feeling that way. Yeah. Here's my answers. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Like I've had all those feelings and I still, I still have all those feelings. Like I, we, we at Gallup, we produce a bunch of podcasts every week. Like there's a, we, we do a lot of material out there now and I have primary responsibility just kind of make sure they all happen. And I'm the host on a couple of them And it every day before I get ready to do one. I'm like, should I be doing this? Like, is this, is this, should this, should, should I do this? And so those doubts are just part of being human. I, you, you just have them. You just got to push through and say, yeah, I should be because I'm here and nobody else is. And so I'm going to do this today. If you think about anything you've ever done for the first time, and I don't know why when I was just now thinking about this, I remember the first time I was pulled on an inner tube behind a boat. And you're just kind of like, Okay, so he's going to start it, and I'm going to hold on to these handles for your dear life. That was basically the the uh-huh. instructions you get, uh-huh. and then you're you're 
flipping and flopping and, and you just like, okay, the goal here is to not die. And you don't know, and you do it, and it's, you're kind of, when he starts to pull away and you're waiting for that, that rope to yank, you're just like, okay, and you're nervous. So anytime you do anything, I think the first time, and I was listening to, to Jordan Harbinger show, creatively named the Jordan Harbinger show, and he did a whole deep dive on imposter syndrome, and he said it's actually kind of a good thing, because if you're doing something new, that means you're kind of growing in, in some way. And anytime you do anything new, it's, it's, you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and that's how you grow. I don't know that I'm worried that much about the cancel culture. I don't really talk about anything that controversial. I mean, the thing that podcasters love to talk about is Joe Rogan, a podcast or not. I'm like, really? That's, that's what we're going to, well, there's no RSS feed. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's spend another three hours arguing about that. Who cares? He's, he's having massive impact. I can't imagine in the chat room, Fred Castaneda, yeah. uh, how about jumping yeah. out of a plane in flight and your parachute malfunctions? Right. Well, yeah. I just jumping out of a pair. First of all, getting yeah. in a plane, right. I, I can't, when I see movies or whatever, and they're whatever, 15,000 feet up, I have no idea. I'm pulling that right out of my butt. And they open up the door and they, they just take this shot. I mean, I, I have a, I'm afraid of heights anyway. And it's hilarious. There are times if I'm at the other day, I was uh, riding on the Ohio Erie uh, Canal is where they now have a bike path and they have the locks there, which are very, very tall and you can stand right on the edge. And if you fall in, you're going to get hurt a lot. And just looking over the edge, like there was a part where my whole body kind of went for like a millisecond, went kind of numb, like, so, but, uh, and then you jumped, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then I jumped. Oh, (laughs) now you broke down. (laughs) Oops. Uh, I think that nervous energy is good. Like I am still, I, I've done a thousand podcasts and I am still nervous about, I get a little nervous before this show on Saturday mornings. I, I connect with you at nine fifteen my time, nine yeah. fifteen. We have 15 minutes kind of of chat and that kind of helps me connect with you and settle me down a little bit. But at nine o'clock, I'm a little nervous. And, and I think that that nervous energy, now it's not debilitating nerves, but it's, it's it's an energy to I, you got to fuel or you got to turn that nervous energy into focus to be your very best, and so use that. Like if you're feeling like in this 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 uh, question that we just had, if you're if you have these doubts, use these doubts to fuel your excellence. Like be turn them. Don't turn them into running away. Turning them into running forward. Yeah. And run into it with it and be excellent in it. I think some of those people who have the biggest doubts are probably the, the are better at this than anybody. They just need to get out there and get it done. Well, and, it's, and so. if you're doing something that's really brand new, like if you're taking a podcast into a format that nobody's ever thought of, that's where you go, ooh, boy, there's nothing even to base this on. It's brand new. That's where it gets, on one hand, it's, yeah, I have nothing to base this on. But on the other hand, because nobody else is doing that, people either are going to love it or hate it. So it'll be uh, kind of interesting. And I'm with you. I still get uh, people think it's funny when I I love to talk on stage. That's I mean that was my career for a while. I was I was basically talking to a classroom, but it was still live in front of people. And when I talk at events, five minutes like clockwork before I go on, I lose all the blood in my hands. Mm. I just, my hands get ridiculously mm-hmm. cold mm-hmm. and I look at them like, Oh cool. And I look at my watch and I'm like, yep, five minutes. And 
to me, that's just a sign that this is good because there's always going to be somebody in that audience that has not seen me speak. And I'm like, cool, fresh meat. Let's go out and make a great first impression. And uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One, Dave, one of my favorite things on speaking in person with large crowds, and I, the bigger the crowd, the more comfortable I am, but is to get on, get out on stage, make eye contact with somebody right away and smile. Like, that puts you in the zone, at least for me, puts me in the zone so quickly. Like to, to step out there, you're like, and just to kind of sense that they're here and they're with me. And when, when I smile and they smile back, boom, game on, let's do this thing. And so I love that first, it's such a rush. It's such a good feeling too, of walking out when you're speaking to a group, that first minute when you look out into the crowd and, and you make eye contact, man, I... That's addicting to me. I really like doing that. I get to do that at our church. I, I do the the announcements, mm-hmm. the welcome and announcements, the little one minute thing in the beginning and the end. And that has just been such a helpful thing to me to step out and make sure I make eye contact. Now, sometimes the lights are down and it's hard to see. Have you been on a platform where they've got oh, more yeah. lights coming this way and you can't see the audience? Anything. That's freaking scary. Yeah. Like if I can't see eyes, I get super nervous because I'm like, am I landing? Are people looking at me? What are they doing? Are they sleeping, you know, so I like, I like to be able to see them for sure. A uh, couple other things you said, said here, uh, I might run out of content. Okay. Let's worry about that when it happens. Yeah. And if nothing else, go back and do it again. Yeah. Then either a, go back and do it again. <laughs> yeah. Chances are you might come up. The more you dig into your niche, you might find more things. You might get some feedback from people. And if you run out of content, then you go, all right, first podcast done. What's my next podcast going to be about? It's really not the end of the world. I don't think people are going to go, well, that was a failure. He only did seven episodes. You did more than the person that's still thinking about it. I think it's I think it's kind of cool before we move on. I yeah. think it's kind of cool that I got a note on Friday at like 4.30. Yesterday, I guess. Yesterday at 4.30. Lots happened. I had seven hours of Man in the High Castle in between there and here. <laughs> so it feels like a whole day. And I got a note from one of the guys who says, hey, we want to start a new podcast. What do you need? And internally at work. And I was like, oh, cool. Tell me about it. Give me some, send me a title and some descriptions. Let's work through it. And it's just kind of fun to see new ideas inside the company kind of, kind of a flourish on their own. I didn't have to go out and beg somebody or I didn't have to do a seminar internally at work to be like, here's how you start a podcast. We've done enough of them now that somebody's like, this should be a podcast and we're going to do this. And they just started moving on with it. And so we'll see if it makes it all the way to, to full production. The, the gal who's starting it has partnered with me on another podcast before. So I think it's got a good chance. But it, it was fun, Dave, to see a podcast born. Like you're like, oh, wow, okay. Because they don't happen. This doesn't happen every day, right? We get right. maybe one or one a year if we're lucky or every other year to get it to that point. But it's fun to be... I don't know, I guess to be the grandfather of some of these at Gallup, right? Yeah. To see to see the kids have kids and, <laughs> and be like, oh, this is awesome. Yes, let's do this thing. So it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's uh and, and I don't I, I had this as a question of the month, I don't remember how many months ago, but like what's the worst thing that happened because you started a podcast? And there really weren't that many. It was like, well, I watch less TV. Oh, I, I don't do this. I don't do that. But nobody was like, oh, it ruined my life. I started this and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to come out on the other side. If nothing else, you'll you'll have a great story. And you can say, yeah, I did that. I tried it. 
as opposed to the tons of people who who don't that just think about it and then they wonder. It's not for everybody, right? I mean, no. there 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 is there are there are some folks who get in there and find like, eh, nah, this isn't really for me, and that's okay too. Yeah, yeah jumping in, jumping out, that's fine. That yeah. works too. That's again, it's the only way you're going to know is is this for me is to to try it. And I, I think everybody feels that if I start a podcast, it is like you're in front of a, a giant group of 10,000 people. And it's no, you're in front of a giant group of 10, like 10 when you first start out. And it's 10 people that will, you'll never meet probably unless it's your family. Cause you told them, it's not a, a huge number. And so you've got plenty of time to get ramped up and, and go that and way. So. Even if you do, and it's a massive blowout, learn from it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Awesome. Just, just do it. I, I, you, you and I both have plenty of podcasts that have fallen by the wayside that have gotten started and then fallen oh, yeah. by the wayside. Right. And for, for whatever reasons they haven't worked, I've tried different, we've all tried different formats. I've tried, in fact, this, this show, right. That's showing on my screen right now. Home tech tips was one born out of home tech, which was now home gadget geeks. And the idea was I was going to pull little five-minute segments out of home tech to have these home tech tips because I have guests that give these tips. What I found out is the work to do that is enormous, <laughs> to go in there and find those and edit them and post them to their own channel and such. And I, I don't know, I maybe did 30 of those, 30, 35, and I, and I quit. I was just like, uh, I'm not, it's, it's, this is too much work. Well, the, 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 the video on my, on my YouTube channel that has the most views ever is one of these home tech tips. <laughs> and you just, you, you just don't, you don't know. Does that, does that mean I go back and start it again? No, because I don't really have the time to go in and edit, pull all those things out. But I do have the, it, it, it's, it was an idea. It didn't work in its time. It may come back again. You just got to keep, you got to keep trying. You got to keep innovating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brett yeah. in the chat room says fail. That's uh first attempt in learning F A I L first attempt in learning. So that's it. And that's where I talked about this in the last episode of the school of podcasting. There's a difference between a mistake and failure. Failure is a mistake is when you kind of know how something should go and you get a different response than what was expected where failure is like, you try something you don't know what to expect and yeah. you get a response and go, Oh, well that's, that's different than I thought. It's like, it's not, it's, it's not the end of the world. So yeah. Can it, you, can you imagine if 15 years ago or 20 years ago, a couple home brewers who got together to, to brew beer and they're like, Hey, we ought to think about selling this. <laughs> and, and, the, and the the other guy went, nah, Budweiser has already, right. it's already been done. They've already got the market. I mean, what we would have missed in that space had home brewing, which turned into micro brews, which have turned into now they're owned by some of those big companies. Right. The just the diversity of flavor and 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 consistency and type, because someone took a chance and said, "Yeah, I, I think I'm going to try. I'm going to try this thing." And so. Podcasting is the same, has the same diversity, which because it's an open platform, I really appreciate anybody can do anything. Dave, I've been super impressed with Ray. I know we're running up against the bottom of the hour here, but Ray on a podcasters roundtable and during this pandemic and during kind of the crisis we've been having here in the United States, Ray just kind of flat out said, you know what? We're not diverse enough. <laughs> like yeah. podcasters roundtable, not diverse enough. Three white guys 
<laughs> like we're we're getting mostly white guys as guests. We need to d- diversify. And I've been super proud of Ray that over the last couple shows, he has really worked hard to to diversify that out. And and good for him. So we need to be doing that in our podcasts as well as podcasting allows for diversity. There's nothing. There aren't a lot of things. I shouldn't say nothing because you still have to buy some equipment. You still have to have a space to do this and you still have to have access to the internet. So there are some things that can stop it. But, but man, I really do appreciate the diversity in this. And I, I wouldn't want anyone just because they didn't think they could to not because it allows for diversity. And so we, we all need to keep striving for that. This didn't end. We, we made a big deal of it a couple months ago and then it's like, well, let's get back to normal. No, no, we can't waste that opportunity. We need to continue to encourage diversity in the podcasting space going forward. Well, that's the beauty of it is it's your content. You can change it into whatever you want. Randall in the chat room says failure is feedback and feedback is the breakfast of champions. I like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, and the thing I liked about Ray was when all this stuff first went down and everybody was talking about race 24 seven, Ray just went, we're not doing a show. Like I, this is not no. the time to like, Hey, let's talk about microphones and <laughs> Apple and Spotify. He's like, no, he goes, this is let's, let's, I don't want to do anything. He goes, as much as people might say people need an escape. He's like, no, we're, we're going to like, we're not putting out anything that's going to distract from yeah. the conversation that needs to be going on. He's like, so he goes, I just don't feel like it. And I was like, it's your show. It's a smart call. I, yeah. I knew a few podcasters that did that. A few white podcasters that just like, it's not our time. Let's there's, there's more important things going on right now. Let's let those voices be heard. And I think that was a super smart call. I also think we're missing the boat if we don't, if we don't look and it kind of depends on your podcast, but let me just say this, do an inventory and kind of look at the diversity that you have in your, in what you're doing. Certainly if you're a solo podcast, okay, maybe there's some limitations there, but I did inventories both on my own and at work and kind of went, okay, I've got to work harder to make sure I'm representing a wider field of diversity in this. And it's not just going to happen by itself. Right. I'm going to have to take some intentional measures. I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to be different. I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone and invite some guests. Uh, in my case, invite some guests of color on my program to to do those things. That doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take some time, but certainly we can't let this we can't let this get away from us. And by the way, not just a problem in the United States. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah, we have a big problem here, and it's it's being it's being uh, highlighted today. But I think I always say this where two or more are gathered, there is conflict. And so, like, we always have opportunities to bring in differing opinions and differing thoughts. Well, and, it, and it goes back. I remember when I was reading, uh, Kristen Meisner has a book, So you, you Think You Want to Start a Podcast. And she talks about how if you are looking for a co host, if only somebody would build this search engine thing we were talking about, <laughs> where you could put yeah. in, like, um, let's say I'm doing a show on basket weaving why not put in basket weaving expert or or african-american basket weaving expert she goes that's how you find them asian basket weaving expert or or whatever and as for saying something ignorant that you didn't realize was ignorant i've asked this question in three different settings and they have all said the same thing because they're listening to your podcast they kind of get to know your heart and you you not so much you're going to get a pass, but you're not going to get canceled. You're going to have somebody who goes, hey, Dave, I don't know if you realize this, but when you say blah, 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 that's not really the right phrase anymore. You should probably do such and such in the future. And then you go, oh, wow, that's, I did not know that. 
And obviously you didn't know it because if you knew it, you wouldn't say it because, well, they know your heart. And so I, I know I, I've, I've worried about that a lot. I'm like, I don't know what I don't know. And they're like, yeah, that's, we know you don't know what you don't know. And, and we'll be happy to educate you. But that also goes back to, I mean, I spent a month watching, you you name it, 13th, I think is my favorite one. They just go, oh, oh. And then, uh, like I said, there's one, Seeing White, it's a, a podcast that's looking at history. Mm-hmm. Specific, and that's the one I was just like, wait, they did what? Yeah. No, it's, it's like, good, good, good to educate on that. Yeah, you amazing know. stuff. Hey, Dave, before we go out, let me just say one more thing on that. If, by the way, if you're listening to someone and you're offended by what they say, they may not be, they may not be aware of what, like, it depends, right. but especially on these cultural differences and especially in the area of language, like when you say pants in the UK, it means something completely different than when you say pants here in the United States. That, that goes both ways. Be gracious with people in that, like, just, just, tell them nicely and maybe not in public like in a chat room yeah like maybe just send them a note privately like we correct it privately and we 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 praise publicly just follow some rules and don't be a douche so there you go let's let's end it on that (laughs) it's a new t-shirt don't be a douche there you go yeah it's well first of all thanks to the chat room today stick around i have a fun story jim you're talking about saying things in church yeah, um, we're going to take a 10 second tangent of something I did that it was the, the minute the service was over. My phone rang oh. of people just laughing because they're like, I can't believe you just said that. I got I got one, too. I'll follow up with it. Too. Okay. I got one exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, so stick around for the post show for that. Of course, if you are an awesome supporter, ask the podcast coach dot com slash awesome. You get access to all of our bonus material. We are here every Saturday at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Jim, what's coming up on the uh, averageguy.tv? Yeah, so no tech this week, but my daughter, Sammy, came on the program, talked about a summer of a pandemic living with her dad, which is super interesting. So I I, I already have gotten tons of positive feedback from the community on that. I don't know what we did, but we were just transparent in the way we talked. I'll be posting that a a little bit later this weekend, the averageguy.tv. Nice. And on this week's show, talk about shows that make you nervous. I'm throwing myself under the bus on the School of Podcasting and explaining a mistake I made and how I made it. So stick around for some post-show. 